Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The year is 2008. Katy Perry kissed a girl and was problematic about it. Oh. <laughs> but she liked it. She liked it, though. Do, do you have a first aid kit handy because my heart is damaged they're still peddling it right now they're on tour oh that's well we don't <laughs> d2 DK or whatever now yeah mm-hmm. andre is the queen of danity kane true that album's a bop true welcome to the dollhouse buy it now on itunes oh well welcome to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> stephanie germanata an italian girl from new york city emerged on the scene by lying to us and saying, if we just dance, it's going to be okay. How did that turn out? <laughs> See and her then... now as Allie in A Star is Born. <laughs> and speaking of things not turning out okay, <laughs> Madonna let us know that we only had four minutes to save the world. Oh, Turns her... out we actually have 12 years. We have 12 years starting from today. So recycle, you bitch. <laughs> recycle, reuse, reduce, buy hard candy on iTunes. <laughs> digital version <laughs> saves plastic oh god hard candy okay welcome ladies and gentlemen to 2008 hey i'm t kyle hey i'm bradley stern this, this is, is our, our new, new brand <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> no that doesn't sound gonna work hey i'm t kyle and i'm bradley stern and this is it's britney bitch a podcast for stands by stands dedicated to 20 years of the living legend britney jean spears a uh, immediately uh, rebounding year, a, a resilient, some would say, um, comeback. Yes. But some would say, don't call it a comeback year. I don't really call this one the comeback year. I call it, well, she doesn't like calling it a comeback. At the time, it was a comeback year. At the time, ger- certainly general public would say it's a comeback. I think it is a one of her comebacks that are the most underappreciated agreed uh as we will get into it she was really serving it in a way that we just kind of uh took for granted Mm -hmm. but anyway we kick off the year with the lowest point yeah so it was right before my birthday so everyone you know that's the most important part of this story (laughs) (laughs) she did it to me yes we have and it's like (laughs) don't mean to laugh is a Actually, a terrible thing. We have the 5150 mm-hmm. mm. January 4th, 2008. Which is one day before my birthday. But <clears throat> yeah. So Brad's birthday is January 5th. Yes, that's right. Thank you, everyone, for the Send gifts. Send him news. Send them to my P.O. box or, yeah, in my inbox. Um, so we have um, a terrible time in the Britney fans' life and times. Um, what, do you remember this moment? Yeah, so <clears throat> I remember being equally as horrified as I was when I saw the photos of mm-hmm. the head Shave shaving head incident me. on X17. Yes. And this had video. Yeah. Photos, everything. And just like, I remember they kept showing the face that she was making. That's 
it shook me arguably more than head shave because yes her face is um not somebody i recognize it is truly gone like something cracked there was a need for this night clearly um and i feel like it was almost it was so invasive because you know the head shave like she let the paparazzi see what was happening this was like oh this was an invasion Mm -hmm. in every way and it truly felt like um the tipping point of like actually leave britney alone yeah and i also felt like at this time there was a lot of stuff coming from the staff at the hospital wasn't there Mm -hmm. i feel like there was a lot being leaked out Mm -hmm. i think everyone was breaking rules and there was such a irresponsible unprofessional level the level of unprofessionalism was far too much Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think you know management and cedar sinai and all of that was just kind of messy right uh because at that time in this era tmz upskirt photos it was just like still the wild wild west of what was considered human decency so invasive so invasive and none of that happens now no no you don't see you know things happening to the pop stars today even certainly they're going through it right now and it's not nearly the level no well, it's not that radio it needs silent. to be a comparison but privacy is much more yeah which also i feel i mean that's there's a an, certain sympathy yeah and also a lot of laws now yeah because, because of, of her. this time yeah because of this time because of people like her yeah So that was, you know, an especially rough time. And, you know, we kind of didn't really know what the future would have, what the future holds for Brittany as of January 2008. It seemed quite dark, like there wouldn't be anything for a while. Yeah. But. And yet. We get a really, a really fast rebound here. Yeah. Because the next month mm -hmm. she is on television in a guest spot on a show called How I Met Your Mother. Right. Which she plays like a secretary. Abby. Abby. Everybody's talking about it. Catch Britney Spears on How I Met Your Mother. Would you like to have dinner with me? Oh my gosh, I have to go update my Facebook relationship status. You've seen Britney. Can we have sex and then go shopping? I like you. But never like this. My mom was wrong. There are nice guys in New York. A new How I Met Your Mother, CBS Next. Um, It's kind of a non... I mean... It's fine. It's not it's definitely cute. not one of my favorite uh, cameones, but also like considering the time, it's shocking she was on TV at all. Um, yeah, it was so fast. Yeah, after. looking back, I didn't even think of it, but like preparing for this moment, I was like, wait, it was a month from after that. That's it's bizarre, and also a testament to like how resilient she is that she's constantly pushed back into the spotlight after a million personal setbacks. I mean, the fact that we're about to go into circus a year after blackout is still still blows my mind yeah this is definitely the rebound yeah and it doesn't it didn't feel like at the time like i will confess i as a what well it was my birthday so i guess i was 19 or 18 or 19 um i was like mad not necessarily at her but i was just sort of like why can't she just get this together again and like why what's happening like why isn't this getting the show on the road and these bad people in her life like i was mad about it and I think a lot of the world was also like, oh, Brittany, like, just like, get it together. Looking back at the circus around her. Mm-hmm. Shocking that any of this even happened. Yeah, because there was, all, I felt like there was also in the media back then, it was almost like it was not real. Yeah. When you saw these things happening, because it had never really happened like that 
ever before Mm -hmm. because digital media was taking off and these blogs and these websites. So you'd see these photos of people struggling and going crazy and screaming at the paparazzi. And we'd never seen anything like that really before. No. And so it was almost like you were watching a show and it wasn't real. And then fast forward to now, a decade later, that stuff's taken so seriously. Yeah. And it's, it's not treated as entertainment. It's, it's treated serious and people have so much more respect and there's Mm -hmm. so much more privacy and, and I think a testament to that partly to um, that ex- expedited that uh, change in public opinion, at least a little bit, which we'll get into is for the record later that year, I think turning the cameras and giving her a chance to tell the story or at least having her team provide a glimpse into her life kind of changed the narrative a little bit. You know, just those we'll get into it, but like the quiet moments of the the panicked paparazzi scaring the shit out of her and stuff. We're just like, Oh, actually, you know what I'm seeing is actually terrifying to the person it's happening to. And I just didn't really notice it. I'm just like, you know, looking at these pictures. Right. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah. I also remember this was the year that I had one of my head injuries. One of, one of numerous. This yeah. is the one that has, is the reason for the scar on my forehead. Fun and- fact, a T Kyle <laughs> fact. Yeah, and I, so I fainted and I smashed my head open on a tile floor and they put me on a stretcher and they were taking me out. Oh, yeah. And my friends, because we were like, it's a little campus, shout out to FIT, Fashion Institute. I didn't study fashion, clearly. (laughs) And I'm just trying to break the... Break the motherfucking ice. What's the, change subjects, but also make it funny. Uh, um, uh, Change it, but make it funny. Um, This is, I'm taking a right turn. (laughs) If you will. Okay. Um, so I'm being carried out on the stretcher. I have an oxygen mask on and my head is wrapped and I'm covered in blood. Not a glamorous scene at all. And it's kind of chic. Yeah. Well, I was laughing at the time because it's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Very so, Gaga paparazzi 2009. Mm-hmm. I was ahead of my time, <laughs> truly. So I'm getting carried out and my friends are standing outside because we used to congregate outside the C building. Shout out to anyone from FIT who's listening. Oh my God. And all my friends are in shock and they just start screaming because there's an ambulance there <laughs> and they start screaming, Brittany, oh, oh my God, Brittany, what, oh. Brittany, what are you doing? <sighs> and they're looking at me in horror, but also laughing because I'm, I was waving like a prom wave <laughs> in the stretcher. Right, delirious. And then they put me in the ambulance and they slammed the door and this nurse just reamed me out. She's like, oh, you think this is fucking funny? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do, cry? I'm like, what? Oh, my God. But wow. yeah, so it was like Brittany was in the hospital in January. And then a month later, literally a month later, I think it was the first weekend of February. It was a Super Bowl. I was at a Super Bowl party. Oh, gross. That was the, that was the this bad This is karma right coming to get yeah. me. And um, that's the, the straight curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is mask once. <laughs> And so again, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of personal turmoil at this time as well. Yeah. So we always talk about how we have moments in our life that in ways relate to Brittany Mm -hmm. and eras and things like that. And this is one of them. Yeah. So you're both in the hospital and your uh, triumphant comebacks are set for later that year. Yeah. So we get into the spring. We do. And she's mildly active leading up to... I would say probably one of the bigger moments, which was the VMAs in the summer. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment this spring that is 
for Stans, one of the most iconic <laughs> memes of all time. Uh, Her name is Need. Need. Need Spears. <laughs> and how do we explain this to those who may not know? Because there are actually a lot of people who see this photo and they actually think it's funny, but they don't know. Yeah, everybody knows this photo. Everybody knows this photo. Everybody's been doing the emails with oh this my- photo. If you just search N E Y D E, yeah, it spears. could be Nade. It could be Need. It, I think it's it's Brazilian. Oh. It's Portuguese, I believe. I think. Am I going off track? I think it is though. Well, she has a Tumblr, QueenNade.tumblr.com. It is so funny. Like when I tell you, it, will, I, it makes me cry laugh. And also Queen Need on Twitter. Yes, is perfect. And it is neither of us. Just no, so it's you know. not. No, yeah, there is. We, we it is not us. Needless to say. <laughs> I I honestly have no idea who it is, and I would love to know. I have no idea. So to explain to you guys what we're talking about, if you do not know. Mm-hmm. So she is at Christian Ogdelagubagovs, something like that, fashion, I don't know, birthday party, 50th birthday party, and... 50th? Maybe. Isn't it? Oh, maybe. I remember I... Well, should I even say that I... well. I went into, at a previous employer that yep. had Getty access, mm-hmm. I went in and downloaded the entire album from their Getty account. Right. It was free. They had unlimited subscription, so I didn't steal anything. Um, so she's there, and there's these photos of her, and it was like she went from into it to completely over it. Yeah. And there's all these super high-res photos of her. Very high-detailed. And there's just one, and it is... Nicknamed Need Spears. Need. Yeah, so her face, uh, she just looks over it and um, she's smiling and all the other in the before photos. And then one, she looks uh, bored. Completely over it. And now we Photoshop it into mostly everything. Uh, we put her on the moon. We put her in bathrooms. We put her in front of computers. My favorite one is the one where I, don't, I can't even pick a favorite, but because there's numerous. Of these meme faces, <laughs> yeah. which maybe we can even discuss briefly stan culture here. Right. Because... <laughs> Heard of it. <laughs> some people take it way too seriously. And uh, I think the one thing, because we haven't discussed this yet, mm. actually at all. The one thing I love the most about Britney stans is we have the best sense of humor. Uh, I, we have to. I honestly feel like we do. We do. I have always maintained that as well. We Britney have the most self-aware. Very self-aware. But also, like, when we go in, I am very glad I'm rarely the at the end, other end of it. Sometimes they will get mad at me, but usually not. But I, when we go in, it's, we do scalp. But we're really funny most of the time. We have yes. a good sense of humor. We appreciate and learn how to make light of what some would call flop moments. When, what some might will. call moments of weakness. Or um just really cool and interesting uh experiences that she's gone through right yeah we take lip syncing in stride we love all of her hair in all of its forms her rebellious moments rebellious moments need Um, the photo we make do with what we have right but this because there there are other need-esque photos there are others there are and i don't feel like they are appreciated. So they're almost like characters. They are. They're stand characters. So there's Shout out Need, to Neki Menage. There's Neki. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Rena. Yes. Um, there's Poot. Yes, Poot. Poot is very who important. Who famously was 
extremely irritating to Demi. She hated yeah, it. She hates poot. She hates Poot. But um, so it's like these little meme characters. Yeah. And I really feel like we've embraced ours the most. We certainly she, have. I I love her and appreciate her so much. <laughs> and you just go look at the gifts. I mean, one of my favorites is when they've um where she's looking at old pictures of herself and she says, when did I take that picture? <laughs> Cuts to neat. Yeah. No. Or yes. the one where like Flopka is trying to come into the door. Oh and then yeah. Need just slams the door in her face. Absolutely. Classic. They're so good. There's so many. Definitely uh, get on your need slash nade. Whatever, however you pronounce it. I'm, we're going to find out. It's like wildly differently pronounced, but we, we are people of the internet. We don't know how things are said in person. No, we just look at the pictures. We just look at the pictures. <laughs> But yeah, this was one of the best. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Christian Audiger. Yes, thank you for hosting that party and for yeah. inviting Britney Spears. Great job. And <laughs> if you follow either of us on Twitter, you will see us use this oh, yeah. numerous times. For sure. But anyway, so <laughs> this is the highlight of the spring, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, and it wasn't... um. The, the meme didn't come that year at all. No. It, it was, was many years so when some board stand was like, this picture of her is terrible. Yeah. This should become famous. Yeah, that is true. It really was no. so yeah. late. It was. That's how these things go. That's why New York is now so famous from Flavor of Love, like all oh, these yeah. years later. Anyway. Iconic. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of iconic, <laughs> well, this whole podcast. Right. Topic of... So that's in the spring. And then in the summer, we have her big comeback moment. As most know, this was crowned the comeback moment at the 2008 VMAs. Obviously, you know, coming off of the year before, Mm -hmm. it's named that she's going to be there. She's presenting and she's, everyone's like all eyes on her. Oh, wow. Funny you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also those promos before it with Russell. 7th of September, 2008, VMAs. Who's hosting? You're hosting. Right. Can you remember my name? Russell. And can you remember my surname? Brown. It's not Russell Brown, Brittany. What is your name? <laughs> Russell Brand. Brand. Sorry, my bad. It's all right. It's okay. <clears throat> Russell Brand. You will remember that name, because I think pretty soon, that's going to be your surname. Brittany Brand. Oh, gosh. He was a good sport. I was kind of like, I w- oh, there was the elephant in the yeah, room. Yeah, I thought they were genius. That is a genius move. They were really good promos. That was good. Yeah. So he was sitting with Brittany and there was an actual elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Good move, MTV. Really smart. Yeah. And uh, it's all leading up to her kicking off the show. And also, I remember at this time, she had been in New York a couple times. Because... Mm-hmm at the same time she's filming for the record is, is going on, you know, during the VMAs kind of this time of the year. Yeah. And, uh, so she opens the VMAs, she comes out, she does well. She had a really funny bit with Jonah Hill. Yep. It was safe, safe and fine. And that's all we kind of needed. And that's all MTV was kind of trying to do because Really, they were saving their asses from like kind of throwing her under the bus. Granted, no one, it's no one's fault, but you know, her and her team for whatever Gimme More was. But it became, I feel as though they felt bad, like that it was sort of their fault in a way that, right, that they propelled her kind of public 
meltdown. Yeah. What you'll call it. I think I had heard rumblings like, cause I had, I worked at MTV a couple years after this and obviously, you know, tried to get as much information T- as I possibly MTTV. could looking at all the photos, all the back end, like everything. And the rumblings that I got was that, because I didn't really get much because everyone's very tight-lipped there. Mm. But the rumblings that I did get were that the camera angles and the way that they filmed it, because it, obviously it's happening. Mm-hmm. You can't stop this from happening, but there's things that you can do to sort of ease the... Intensity of flopness. Yeah, right. Like you can pull back, you can mm-hmm. pull the cameras out, you can do wide shots. There's there's ways... Even though if you've listened to 2007, we don't think it's a train wreck like it was painted no. to be. But agreed. Right. It was like presented very in your face. Right. There were certain angles that were not flattering. Yeah. And like, and getting the people in the audience looking like they're making yeah. fun of her, even though they weren't. Right. Things like that. But anyway, she goes in 2008, she's there. She's got really cute pictures with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, she and does. This and is Taylor. the first time. Yeah. The, yeah. the picture with Taylor. <laughs> I remember the one with, wasn't there one with Jordan Sparks too? I um, think maybe which le- one. would lead to her opening at the circus tour. Yeah. Wow. That fateful night. This moment also became a wax sculpture. Yes. One of the tassades. Um, her like intensely curly hair and silver dress. A good look. Not my favorite of hers, but very, very like glam. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> also at the time too, I remember this is like the first good hair look that we had right. gotten this year. Right. It was um, very uh, flat, stringy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. But anyway. But so anyway, we were not here for the hair. No. Today. But she wins. She does. She wins three. Three times. One, two, three. Can you count with me, Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> and the winner for best female video is Britney Spears. Peace of me. And the winner for best pop video is Britney Spears. And the winner is Britney Spears, Peace of Me. Thank you. I'm in shock right now. I was not expecting this. This is such an honor to have this award right now. And um, I just want to dedicate this to all of my amazing fans out there for all of your support. Thank you. This is dedicated to you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I will say it. Um, they're like kind of undeserved. For peace of me? Kind to, of undeserved. Yeah, honestly, tr- T. Um, what it was is MTV making good for not awarding Slave for You, Stronger, anything before this it was for me it was like making amends for flopping on her for so many years right i think mtv now every year continues to do that and like punishes themselves or like tries to be like remember all her amazing videos and it's like yeah and you didn't give her awards until 2008 so that felt like an over over the top amount of like sorry like this right it felt like you deserve this a press PR. And it was also very that. Stunty. Move. Super stunty. I mean, obviously it was exciting and I was happy I that she was back. I felt weird watching it. I, I just was like, it felt three for this one. Like, yeah. Cause we, we know the level of videos that she served in the past. So it was just like, 
and for a video that she was so clearly not super present in the hair changing all the time and shooting it at like 2 a.m and us seeing like the tmz footage of it we knew it was like messy which fine we we love messy but just it it all felt very weird it was like okay this is like a huge stunt it did feel like a stunt which made it feel ingenuine yeah Uh, yeah so like i mean i can call it semi-objectively and just as far as the material that video is not three award worthy no but we do like uh the fact that they kind of made nice to her yes and there was a really cute moment with paris oh paris got to present to her which was fun to see yeah because she's such a stan for eternal stan i don't care whatever i stan paris same so problematic and i don't care I don't think she's problematic. Pick and choose your battles, people. I, I'm i taking Paris with me. Same. Any stan is welcome. <laughs> is a stan of mine, basically. Especially in 12 years when the earth is on fire. Honestly, we don't have much time. Choose no. your pop legends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a really great moment. And then it just keeps snowballing. This really kicked off, I would say, in the public eye, mm-hmm. her major comeback. Comeback, quote, so, unquote. And and also, too, I remember before the VMAs, I think another reason why I was disappointed was there was that video that came out of the rehearsal. So the, the VMAs are in September this year, a late summer moment. And... Right before the VMAs happen, there was a video, and I believe it was published on MSN. Oh, right. It was a really random publish. It was a random publish. And it was this secret rehearsal video. Secret. It's, which, it's, of, it's legendary status now. Yeah, which we would later find out is the song Mannequin, Mannequin. on Circus. But this comes out right before the VMAs happens, and it... I forget what they titled it. I think it was literally just Britney Spears' secret rehearsal. Yeah. And it was just published, and it came out of nowhere. And everyone's freaking out. They're thinking, oh, she's going to perform at the VMAs. Yeah. And, you know, obviously she didn't. Yeah. But it really did sort of kick off this, there's new music coming. It did. And it kind of was a breath of fresh air for all the fans who were like, oh, she's never going to dance again. She's never going to perform again. Um, But also... This also kicks off a now um, legendary series of Britney dancing better in her rehearsals than during actual stage shows. True. Um, she's hitting it so hard and she's like sweaty and working it. And honestly, I blame shoes, but that's a whole other story. But she's comfortably in sneakers. She is like so into it. Yeah, it's this so is a good refreshingly routine. old Britney. Yeah, that too. We don't even get this routine. No, we've never seen this routine performed no, we anywhere except in this secret video yeah because she ended up choreographing it herself for like two performances during the circus tour with (laughs) chase benz yeah anyway it must have been for something for for the record yeah because we do that is like kind of the same it is the same studio i think as for the record i mean this the whole year was a quick rebound but then as the vmas happen that it kicks off a series of super fast i mean it goes full overdrive comeback mode Mm -hmm. so we have the secret video then the vmas happen and then in october they announce for the record yeah debuting on mtv there's a lot that people don't know about me that i want them to know 
I don't think anyone can prepare themselves for what stardom really brings. I've been through a lot the past two or three years, and I've definitely grown up big time. I sit there and I look back and I'm like, I'm a smart person. Like, what the hell was I thinking? The MTV World Premiere, Sunday, November 30th at 10. And it was this massive thing. I remember it got millions of views. I think they said like 5.6, which is Yeah, huge. they made records. And For the record, they made records. <laughs> yeah. So this was sort of the personal side where she had an opportunity to address Yeah, For the Record is like goes down with like, I'm biased, but it goes down with like Truth or Dare by Madonna and um, some other music documentaries as like one of the most insightful and revealing, most personal documentaries for an artist. Um, I think what's so interesting about it is that there's such a tension that she doesn't like certain things. And she obviously, it's endlessly quotable. We get you know, I'm sad and things like that. And it feels like Groundhog Day every day. Same thing. There's no passion. Do you feel out of control in your life? No, I don't feel like it's out of control. I think it's too in control. There's no excitement. There's no, there's no passion. There's no, like, it's just like Groundhog Day every day. You know, it's really boring. There's not necessarily a resolution to that. No. Which is so damning and kind of horrifying and also really kind of encapsulates the Britney experience because like the the elephant in the room is still like the conservatorship and everything because it's like she doesn't necessarily call the shots. Certainly not at that time. She was not calling a lot of shots for herself. No. And you see it in the documentary, which I think is such an interesting thing that Team Britney allowed us to see. Because they're obviously so damn overprotective of her image. And yet we get to see her visibly crying and not wanting to put on like that tattoo moment for like womanizer where she's like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. They're just doing it anyway. Really kind of horrifying, but um, also like really inspiring. I love this documentary so much. Me too. And of course the ending with M83 um, with the... Larry Fireworks, which I mean, a classic Britney Stan quote. Oh my God, I hate waiting. I'm the most impatient person alive. Larry Fireworks. When you're impatient and that like beautiful 10 minute moment of like everything's okay. I love this documentary because I feel like it covers so much of this whole I mean it it covers all of the stuff that we didn't see from mm. the rehearsing and the production of circus and the VMAs and it takes you behind the scenes for all these things that we didn't get to really see until now and I just felt like I thought the turnaround for her comeback was super fast but then when I saw this I kind of understood how it was possible because you really start to see her resilience come through in, mm-hmm. in here. And there's one section of the documentary where she talks about art as therapy. If I have a lot of nervous energy, you know, when I start dancing, it all goes away and I just feel emotion. It's like a roller coaster, you know. People think that you go through something in your life and you need to go to therapy. For me, art is therapy because it's like you're expressing yourself in such a spiritual way. 
Sometimes you don't need to use words to go through what you need to go through. Sometimes it's an emotion that you need to feel when you dance that you need to touch on and the only thing that can touch it is when you move a certain way. Yeah. Which I remember stands out to me the most. Yeah, she talks about dance and dance yeah. and how it gives her this feeling that she can't explain and how it gets her through everything. And I remember for the first time I was like, okay, now this makes sense because she's not working necessarily against her own will. Mm-hmm. She's, she is working because it's helping her get through whatever struggles she's trying to get through. And this is, I think where I started to connect with her even more as a person Yeah, when she started to say this and I started to think, okay, this isn't, you know, her team pushing her to do it. She actually does want to keep doing this and she wants to keep working and it's helping her yeah. in a way, even though there are things Downsides. that, yeah, I, I agree. I think she's a lot like Michael Jackson. Well, she is a lot like Michael Jackson where it's sort of like, this is the only life that she knows. And so not working is just would have been even more weird to her. Like she tried doing the hiatus and that like got messy and frankly, like, I think it does keep her busy and does help her therapeutically to, like, be doing this. And you can see that, like, structure is good. And I think that's not different for people, especially, like, creatives. Like, I think... Oh, yeah. Like, having the opportunity to, to dance again and to make music was, like, actually what helped lift her. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a, it's my lifeline. Totally. If I... If I didn't have my creativity, I would honestly feel dead. Yeah. And I think that was like essentially, and I think it was illustrated beautifully in the documentary. And I, and the flip side of that is I think you get to see a lot of what you've done to her. It was very look America. Like you, you get to see the paparazzi shouting at her and a lot of like invasiveness and her trying to protect herself and her side of the story um, of course, we'll never get the full side until she writes her good mysterious book, which she promises in this documentary. But all I, I remember I watching it with my ex at the time who did not like or care about her. And he was crying at the end of it. And my mom watched also like not super sympathetic at the time, also got emotional. I think a lot of people, and this is where we talk about like the new fans Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh wait, she isn't this pretty perfect pop star who has no flaws. Like actually there's a million of them and they were shattered in public. And then you got to see this person who still perseveres in spite of everything and also is nothing but a positive kind angel. And it's somebody you root for. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's why Britney fans are different than other pop fans because we are rooting for someone rather than just like, Beyonce is is queen of the world. Her slayage is like just so pristine and perfect. But like Britney is somebody we're kind of championing and we want her to be her best and everything and we're rooting for her. Like nobody's under any illusion that she's shaking the table or like slaying the game, especially not in 2018. But she's like somebody that we believe in so much and like she represents that yeah. without and, getting emotional. But. And she, <laughs> unlike ever, everyone else... I mean, granted, yes, every other, there are plenty of musicians who've had moments in in the press. Yeah, yeah. But I think think it's safe to say that 
Britney is in the top five, if not top three, of the most horribly treated mm. celebrities mm-hmm. in right. media. And she was this, I want to say almost like a, a, what are those little rats that get guinea tested pig. on? A guinea pig? Yeah. It was like she was the guinea pig for this new era of pop culture consumption yeah. and suffered so much from it. Yeah, she is the poster child of that era and people still are like, I hope is Brittany okay? Is she doing it? And it's all because of that moment, that era when she was dragged by the public. And really there was nothing that warranted it. Like she went out like a party girl sometimes just like any other girl in LA or whatever. Like it was really, really unfounded. And so you get to see this side of her that's like, Oh my God, she's still human, still has a sense of humor somehow and is kind of rebuilding. Um, certainly much more um there's another uh wall to her that didn't exist in the bubbly person and the oops era and stuff like that and she only continues to add walls i think in later years but it's kind of for good reason she had bad people in her inner circle and she says that in the documentary too like she just trusted people right you know it's uh certainly eye-opening and yeah, that's a really special documentary. And I really feel like even non-Britney fans uh, appreciate it, have, who have seen it, are like, oh, this it's, is, yeah. As a documentary alone, it is so well done. Yes. And it is shot extremely well. It is edited really w- well. It has one of the best soundtracks. The For the Record soundtrack is beautiful. It really And is. just the way that they, and I also think that is why I love it so much is because it felt like they... You know, they didn't just do a confessional and sit her down Mm. for a Diane Sawyer interview and try and make her cry. Certainly not Diane. And it wasn't exploitative. It was, you could tell that the director really got in there, wanted her to be a winner Mm -hmm. and wanted her to succeed. And the way that they filmed it and like just the music. And I think towards the end when she's filming Circus and the music and how it builds up. Yeah. The M83. Lower your eyelids to die with the sun. Buy it on iTunes. It's gorgeous. It's so stunning. And you just see her triumph and the way people talk about her. It's just so well done. It really is. Um, It's a great documentary and it also kind of solidified the era. It kind of circus makes total sense because of for the record. Um, It really fills in a lot of questions that I feel like fans had about how this was happening or anything like that. Um, Yeah. And, and then we get into the album, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So after For the Record, it kicks off. Oh, that's right. We do have our lead single. Yes. So yeah. then it now switches from, you know, this kind of press comeback moment to going right back into music. Mm-hmm. And we get the lead single, Womanizer. In just five days, five days. world premiere video, Britney is back at 2020. Britney, Friday, 10, 9 central. Which I remember had that, it was like a primetime premiere special because I remember I was sitting with Lindsay, my friend Lindsay, who I mentioned before, Hey Girl, and it was like primetime 60 minutes. It was yeah. It was another really re- weird, yeah, it was weird TV. choice of premiere, but yes. it was a primetime moment. It was. And it was censored. I remember that. It was, right. like, the un- it was like the censored one where they added more smoke yeah, in, in the true. sauna. And kicks off with this mega video joseph khan oh, it's again. so good 
She loves playing characters, as she has told us many times. And so she decides to wear a lot of wigs and uh, seduce this man and prove he is, in fact, a womanizer. Mm-hmm. I love many things about this video. Um, the square eggs really stand out to me. Yeah, very mod. <laughs> very, very Black mod. Mirror. Yes. Uh, um, there's there's a lot of like little teeny moments that stick out to me. Her sauna moment, obviously, is stunning. That's giving us a little toxic nod without a bodysuit. I really like the office moment. I mean, I, I love all of it. I love the Womanizer video. And how she's driving the car with her heel. Oh, yeah. Gears. Oh, Chauffernie is really hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, of course, the making the bed at the end and jumping off of it. So cute. She, like, pulls up the sheet. Yeah. And then, like, hops off. And we get moderate dancing. A little dancing. Enough. Yeah, Very a little Britney-esque bit. dancing. Oh, of course. And also our cherry moment. Yes. She takes up. She ties it with her tongue. I would say this is the start of, it's kind of, I mean, it's obviously where we start to get handography knee. Yeah. But I also loved that it felt like, especially more so in circus, I think in Womanizer, but it felt like they started to do more artistic dancing. Yeah. Like they kind of brought in more of the costumes and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. we had lost for so long. And it was yeah super theatrical Britney again with like the womanizer with the way that they had the groups of people and telling a story. Yes. It was important because the dancing was never, will never, whatever you were going to say the same exactly. So instead we're getting narratives. Thank God. In my opinion. Yeah. In the same way that Kylie Minogue does it just because, and you can get some fierce choreography still but it's like can we have it not just be the as christina would shade the the bowling pin formation with the dancers as like your main focus like mm-hmm. you know so yeah we get womanizer we get a tail out of that one yeah womanizer kicked off this musical era and do you remember the premiere of the actual song when it premiered on german radio or something i was in college and the radio dj is it was like in German and he said like Amy housewine before of it. I, I have this very specific memory. Like tweet me. If you also recall this, it was like at five in the morning. I was in college. They played it on German radio or something, I think, or they attempted to, and it might've even not happened. I don't, the years blur, but I do remember it was a German radio thing of some sort. Yeah. Um, and then like a snippet leaked by a radio station. I remember the snippet. Yeah, the radio one might have been a false start by... That's probably some, like, exhale flop rumor that never came to be. Shocking. But um, the snippet happened. Then they got in trouble, the radio station. And then, yeah, we got the full thing. And, yeah, that was a huge... It was a left turn for her musically. I remember being, like, jarred after hearing... Like, just not expecting that. Because it's an entirely different vibe. She's kind of talking. Yeah. So I was like, oh. I remember everyone loving this when it came out. Oh, for sure. It was, I just remember this was like a, obviously it was, she was off the VMAs and it just felt like everyone across the board was so excited that she was back. I remember in college, people really liked it. Yeah. I think the chorus is super straight friendly. People love a a dumb hook like that. It was a really, I thought it was a strong first single. Oh yeah, that, there couldn't have been a better first single in my opinion. No, agreed. So... It did, she did that. She did what she had to do. She did. And also, 
I have a flop story about Womanizer that oh, no. will forever haunt me. Oh, no. So, like I just said, I personally thought that this was a huge first single and that everyone loved it and that she was this massively known comeback and that everyone had seen the music video oh, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. This begins the the delusions of Britney fans into thinking there's every the general public is still following along in every step. They were. Okay, so go on. Because she, the video premiered on like primetime 60 minutes or something. I know, but anyway, okay, go so on. I was, de- I was thinking that the video was more culturally relevant than it actually was. <laughs> exactly. And I was not alone here. So my friend Taryn and I in college, which I have another story about her related to this era too, we decided to be Womanizer Britneys okay. for Halloween. Yeah. And we went to a party. So I did the bob with the sunglasses, the gl- or not the sunglasses, the glasses glasses, the, the, the black look. framed. Yes, I did the office Britney look with the striped shirt and the skirt and <laughs> heels. And I, if I pulled up photos right now, you would be I would be horrified. Shaking. And the bob. So I did the office Britney and then she did red hair okay waitress britney waitress and yeah. hers was good yeah like, that's was a fierce a look perfect color wig she did the black um chest leathery yep. whatever mm-hmm. with the black pants yeah so we were womanizer britneys <laughs> when i tell you not a single <laughs> fucking person knew mm. what we were yeah no one mm. so we go to this party and all i remember is that no one knew who we were some girl thought that I was an actual girl. Oh. And I was like, oh, great. Thank and you. she was really mean to me. Oh. She was like, oh, you're not a girl? Because I had like, <laughs> I had boobs in and everything. It was really awful. She was so mean and no one knew who we were. And then I got so drunk that I stole a zombie mask from some guy. And there's a photo of me oh, no. with like lopsided sock titties <laughs> in a womanizer Britney outfit with a bob wearing a zombie mask that and it's awful and then we walked home and it was just a mess 5000 no rts and Kyle will leak it yeah yeah subscribe to this podcast <laughs> and i'll leak all the photos oh that is horrifying it was awful yeah i well as i was saying i feel like this kicks off the era of fans thinking that everyone's on the same page because yeah. for a full decade that was the case right. everyone knows every britney iconography visual and then it starts to get a little hazy because not everyone's following necessarily. But anyway, I'm gonna. Speaking of following, I'm gonna wait for the helicopter to go away. Helicopter. It's definitely coming through the mic. It's fading now. So you were flopping around. I was as flopping womanizer. around because the year before I had done VMA Britney and it was such a hit. Yeah. Well, debatable. It was very painful and a mess, but everyone knew. So I was like very popular on the streets yeah. of New York. Mm. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be womanizer Britney this year. Yeah. Flopped. So bad. Yikes. I was uh, Kevin and Britney with my friend Mariana. Oh. Kind of like a very um, DIY. Well, I mean. We were in college. Well, yeah, I them, didn't have to try. <laughs> I did also, yeah, didn't have to wear too many chic things. Yeah. And I don't even know if it was necessarily planned. We just kind of like winged it. In college, like I felt, at least for me, like I was too lazy to do full out college. You you clearly had had time for costumes. Oh yeah. When you I did time. when I did pregnant Britney, it was it was a hit in 
my freshman year. Yeah. I did Give Me More Britney as a sophomore year. It was also everyone knew. So there was so a lot was, leading up to this. Yeah. So I was just going with the flow of thinking that everyone knew. Yeah. And this just didn't, this didn't happen. Oh boy. Well, it was the thought that counts. But you know what? It was still an epic month. Yeah. And Womanizer really was all over the place. It certainly was. And Womanizer is also the song that gave us our first performance back ever. I will go on record and say that the Bambi Awards performance of Womanizer is one of her most, if not the most, underrated stage performances. Just because nobody saw it. Right. I just feel like, sure, it wasn't like her best like performance performance in general, but like... Only Britney fans logged on on like Thanksgiving weekend to I think watch. it was actually on it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I remember I was at my aunt's house and I As said to my I. cousins, I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to use your computer right now. Yep. Watched on my cousin's computer. So every Britney fan watched on their cousin's laptop slash computer this really fantastic, tight comeback performance. Hair looked good. Cool hat. Like the whole thing was like so into it. It was just, like black and gold. It was everything about it was like, I just remember very visually perfect and she had her giant um ball and mm-hmm. she sits on at the end which is great they the conceptually the womanizer performances were all really cool and interesting and like actually good and each one varied a little bit but the bambi awards one was so important and so weird that they kind of like tested the waters in germany just to be like can she still yeah she went on this like mini overseas mm-hmm moment where she was popping around doing womanizer yeah and it even had like the little circusy intro i remember Uh, so good and the mixes and so there was like they put time and energy into this and every performance is a little bit different yeah and i loved that all the details are slightly different she had star academies was like a red look and um the x factor one she had her straight hair and she was hair flipping behind cheryl Cole Fernandez, Versini, Payne, Cheryl Tweedy, um, and Danny Minogue, uh, which is very, that for me is kind of like everything I ever needed, all I ever wanted. That X Factor performance is like, for that hair flipping moment, it was like, oh my God, she's back. Mm-hmm. She's hair flipping. I also remember, wasn't that the X Factor where they had that epic intro? Yes, and yes, it's yes, on yes. YouTube and it's like... 500 billion albums. Yeah, it's so. super dramatic <laughs> X Factor intro. Yeah. I've used it in like video edits to get, I don't even know. Or it's like, it was like my brain after something. I forget. (laughs) I forget the edit, but it's, it's a good one. And it is. Yeah. So she's hopping around overseas and like performing womanizer. Only Britney fans are aware of this. Like, yeah, this is not getting press in America. No, not at all. No. No one's talking about it. So even when Britney did the VMAs in 2016, they were like her first like VMAs and it's like yeah but she's done award shows since like she literally did an award show a year later calm down but deeply underrated go watch the Bambi Awards performance of Womanizer it's so good and she looked incredible she looks incredible and this is where I really started to get excited yeah because I felt like it was coming off the heels of For the Record where you got to see this inside look and I felt like she was into it Mm -hmm. and then she really starts to actually hit the stage again and she looks great she looks great and i will say that i and a lot of people did not appreciate it at the time i think a lot of us were focused on like does she dance as hard as she did in 2001 and like there were like nitpicks that i remember having at the time just being like give me more just like 
shattered so many of us at the time thinking like it was never going to be the same. But in looking back, that was a tight series of performances. So are you one of those stands that, <laughs> okay, cause this is interesting and we can get into this yeah. next episode in 2009 about mm. circus tour because yes that's a lot of people say that about circus tour right were you one of those stands that was pissed and annoyed at the lack of dancing no i was just i wouldn't say pissed i i think i didn't appreciate it at the time though i was Got like it. there's a lot of distractions happening here but oh, i but okay. circus tour is like arguably my favorite like okay. tour good but i couldn't help but notice that things were different right because i feel like there's a certain set of fans there are people that are like oh she didn't dance like blah blah blah. right but i i loved every part of this because to me the britney like i handography is honestly Mm -hmm. more iconic to me than even some of the choreo and the hair whipping right so when she came out doing these like bambi awards things with the the sharp choreo Mm -hmm. and these costumes and the mixes like this is this reminded me of like dream within a dream yeah. level of production. And I was freaking the fuck out. It was definitely something that I wish more people got to see. Yeah. We literally saw it on YouTube True. and like it, we get annoyed that like the general public's like Britney's back. It's like, well, we've been following along, but like not everybody else has. She does come back eventually. Yeah. To the States. So she's doing this overseas which is obviously to test the waters mm-hmm. and to practice yeah it i'm is. assuming and oh god i've actually i have another embarrassing story about this time moment in time um so she announces that the album's coming mm-hmm. in december and she's gonna do good morning america good yes. morning america with a performance under the it was like the big apple, big apple circus. circus moment yes and i tried to win tickets to it at Virgin Megastore yes. the night before. Or, no, it was the night before. Yeah. It was the album release mm-hmm. at midnight. Yep. And then the next morning, oh my God, this is taking me back. I'm like, I, Same. I remember I'm... the jacket I was wearing. I remember the sign I was holding. And I remember losing that fucking <laughs> contest. And I'm not going to say who I lost it to because I'm still pissed to this day. It was it a Twitter game? to win. No. Oh. Should I say it? Yeah. Expose him. I'll expose it. I don't give a fuck, actually. So they gave... Okay, let me just back up real quick. So they did this costume contest. Oh, was it a Britney gay? It was a Britney mega fan Uh contest. And you'd go, and there was people from the real world that were judges. Oh. oh. And you'd go on stage, and you got like a minute or whatever. And you had to say why you were the biggest Britney fan. And then they picked three people that won. And then you got tickets to go see her later, like a couple hours later open for good morning America doing circus and womanizer. So me and Taryn again. So we're coming off the heels of our flop Halloween costumes. So we, I wore the wig again with the glasses and we had team Britney shirts and we made this massive collage of just like everything Britney in our life. And we had signs that said like GMA ticks, please womanize us. And I used all the fonts from the circus stuff. So it was like all circus. I I have to put the pictures out somewhere. (laughs) So we get on stage and we talk about how we've never seen her live and we show the collage and we give this like a poster board size collage to the judges. And they're like, Oh, freaking out or whatever. And then Mr. King Alex gets up there Mm -hmm. and just starts crying. Oh, and showing his tattoos. 
boy. And they're like, oh, cool. And then this other girl, so he gets up there and he just starts sobbing right. that he's like the biggest Britney fan ever. And is like, I got all her, all her tattoos, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, okay, like cool. And then this other girl gets up and she's in an oops, I did it again, cat suit. But she wasn't like a mega stan. <laughs> yeah. But she looked snatched. I'll give her that. Yeah. And just got up there and was like, yeah, I just love Britney and looked so good. Yeah. And they won. And we were devastated. <sighs> that sucks. The victory and, and the, the agony. And listen, it, it's all right, though. You look very pissed off, Tiffany's about to punch me in the face. Hello. I'm going to kill you, too. Oh. 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 oh, hey. I won tickets to it, by the way. From doing what? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting and get like a I was fucking waiting for this moment. Womanize me. No, they also did an online giveaway. They did an online thing. And uh I remember <laughs> sorry right now. I got the email um that I was going. I was like on the my friend's couch and shot straight up and I was like, I'm going to see Britney. Um this is the first time that I see Britney Spears in person because before that it was supposed to be Onyx and then the knee happened. Mm-hmm. So it is. So you just like filled out a form online. I filled out a form hit, online. Like, enter. Hit enter. Got the email. Yeah. I made. A, I wore a wig. I, I made a sign. I'm still so mad. I literally just hit enter. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, I attended the GMA, which really is quite a tale. And I'm such a baby gay at this time. I don't know anything about anything or going into the city or anything like that. And still living at home in Connecticut. Wake up at 4 a.m., take like the five or six into the city. And my first tweets ever are live tweeting this experience. And they're so basic. Are they they're, still up? Yeah. They're just like heading to the circus. <laughs> really, <laughs> oh really embarrassing. Um, yeah. They're, it's like a series of tweets. It's so bad. Um, I think I even got up at three now that I think of it. Um, so Yeah, I remember it was super early. So early. Because some people, I remember they left that Virgin Megastore to go stand outside. Yeah. And it was freezing. It was very cold. And we were like, we have class tomorrow now. Yeah. So I went with my friend Erica, and I still remember my like flop zip-up thing I was wearing. And we're all sitting in the Big Top Circus, Big whatever it is. Big Apple Circus? Yeah. Yeah. They were here at the time. Yeah. And Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn, the babies all file in behind us. Like it was like this weird Stan fever dream. And they're in like dancers are there, choreographers. Like it's literally like a family affair. And then I see Larry come in. So side note about Larry as well. And I don't have the exact dates and details nailed down. We know that. Larry was taken out of the picture post greatest hits my prerogative at some point and then reinserted in 2008 for the circus era. So this was seeing him was kind of the signal that he was back on board, obviously. Um, and also him at the VMAs, the whole bit, um, because for a time he was not uh, a part of the uh, team Brittany. Um, but he is back in action for the circus era. Yeah, there was a couple more familiar faces that came back around this yeah. time. Yeah, essentially Jamie Spears kind of brought everybody from the original team more or less back on board for her. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. And got this show on the road. Got the circus. 
got this back on the road circus and oh what a circus it was yeah i'm sitting like on the right side of it so i can see her prepare behind the screen or right. behind the like womanizery thing the fire ring mm-hmm. oh which was so fierce and while they're like presenting she's looking left and right and like waving to us and making goofy faces which spoiler alert in when she's dragging you on a whip on a leash on stage she's making goofy faces at you and you can't see her on in the crowd she like loves to do that so that's all happening this is like my tea this is the the only tea i have from the experience it's amazing and this is still like basic phone era pretty much i have like shitty lg chocolate (laughs) pictures from it there's still no cell phones and they were super scary about like what could be filmed and stuff at what time. And I think I only got like some good ones of her when the cake came out. But before that she does womanize her and I see her with Larry, but like in the entryway to the stage and they are like absolutely fighting. I see her like putting her hand down on her other hand, like saying something very sternly and he's like firing right back. And this is happening right before the cake moment. And literally the, the lights or whatever comes on and, it's like time to present her cake and she just spins smiley face goes out gets her cake like it was like you turned on a light and she just like became britney spears the pop star but she was so pissed right before wow she was absolutely pissed i don't know was she did keep looking at her hand and i i have to wonder if like she maybe got spooked or like got burnt by the womanizer flames or something because it might have happened from the set yeah but she did not seem happy. And then she just came right out, all smiles, got her cake. It was so funny. I mean, and also slightly worrying. But, you know, I, that's we'll also... We'll never know. We'll never know. And that's kind of the life of the pop star is like, you leave your problems off stage. Right. Who knows what it was. Oh, this was such an exciting... Oh, she looked snatched. And it was very s- scary and surreal to see her in person. Now I know she's my height, which is also super weird. Because I certainly expected this eight foot tall Glamazon. Oh, yeah. That's why I never want to meet her. Yeah. It's like she's tiny in person. And then also at the time, there was so much bullshit talk about like, oh, she's big because of Gimme More because of the unflattering shots and everything like that. Looking at her in person was just like, I can't believe anyone even thinks that. So snatched. But also like the outfits were a serve. Yeah. I love this was so good. This is the moment the fire rang. Yep. And... I, I've used it twice now, I think. I used it once. It was like me. It was like, oh, this is like actual footage of the solar eclipse. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and like it lights up and uh-huh. it's a shadow in the ring. <laughs> and uh, I've used it numerous times or something like mm-hmm. actual good... footage of the something. I forget. I used it a lot. It's um, a good meme. But I remember this moment, even though I was still mad that I didn't get tickets and that I was not selected. <laughs> for a seat filler role. Thanks, Larry. And I'd put in a lot of work. I remember watching this and being like, oh, she's back. Oh, in a big way, yeah. Because it was not just a music video or whatever. Like, this was a production. Mm -hmm. The Big Apple Circus was involved. She was back in New York. And I I mean, I was here in New York in college. I was in my junior year. And I just was so excited. Mm -hmm. And I I remember at one point I tried going around in Soho because that's where she likes to stay and like yeah. was, was pictured and for the record. And I was like, Oh my God, she stays down here. Maybe I'll run into her. And there was all those paparazzi photos of her that were really fierce. And oh, it was just so exciting. It really was. It was very much a dream 
experience to like the first sight of her because that was such a triumphant moment. The only thing I didn't care for was the breakdown when she walked. I don't know what that was, but otherwise it was a fierce performance. I think it was a misplaced camera shot. I mean, I was watching her. She was just walking. Oh, but <laughs> well, just... I mean, it was also too, I, I did feel like this is where we started to, to get like, they weren't taking any risks here. Yeah. So it was, in the music videos and stuff, she yeah. obviously did more. She did. But when it came to performing, it was very much... It was so tight and polished. It was tight and polished. Yeah. They weren't about to do anything risky where, you know, she's going to jump off a tree or <laughs> no. hold a live animal. It was more artistic. It was. It was a look. It was like a theme. more about looking fierce, almost. A production. Definitely. A circus. Yeah. And I just remember waltzing out and going directly to a Barnes & Noble nearby and... Um, purchasing the album. Yes. There's a picture of me looking dazed in the back of a taxi, holding it up victoriously with frosted tips. Um, And it was also her birthday. Yeah. So we got like little placards. I still have mine that says happy birthday, Brittany. And I remember also too, there was um the cake that they gave her that was gigantic, huge. Yeah. So cool. And then wasn't there something else that she did later that night where she got a really cool cake? Yeah. I, f- I feel like, wasn't this also the time where Britney Spears.com had a resurgence? In the sense that she was using it? They were, not that she was using it, but it was starting to get act, like more active. It was because then she started, um, they did like those p- photos from the rehearsals and stuff and mm-hmm. like the Britney watermark, Britney Spears.com watermark. Yes. Yeah, that was definitely happening. And Britannica came into play. This is where her digital website presence yeah kicked back in yeah this is where she hired a social media manager right and because they didn't premiere womanizer on the website i don't i don't i mean maybe mm. i'm just getting mixed up but i do remember the website break the ice i think might have yeah yeah the website was starting to get more active well, not break the ice um the what's the, the second animated one kill the lights, kill the lights yeah. yes she started to have more of a media social media presence and website presence mm-hmm. I remember her early earliest tweets coming up at this time too. Oh, and then she gets taken over by the Illuminati that one day, but that's in 2009, I believe. That's That was an amazing moment. Oh, right. <laughs> well, before we do like a track by track, is there anything else that we remember from this era? God. Um, I have one favorite moment. What would that any? be? Uh, there are several moments, but you have a standout. I do. So the one thing I loved about Britney this era was obviously she looked so good by the end of the year. I mean, every look was a serve and she did the tree lighting this year. And I think I have a, I just have a love for everything that she does in New York because I've been here for so long and she was here at the same time. And so I feel like I just felt like I was in the presence of Mm -hmm. a legend Mm -hmm. and she was popping up at all these places that I had been to so they announced that she's doing the tree lighting, but it's pre-taped and it's this commercial and it's still on YouTube and you can tell she is so fucking pissed off in this commercial, but she's serving like the hair is so good. The makeup is flawless. And she's just like talking about how she's like, this is, you know, New York city. And this means so much to me. And just the way that she says it and the infliction in her voice Ladies and gentlemen, Britney Spears. 
Welcome to New York. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year, and the great tradition of the lighting of the tree in Rockefeller Center means so much to me. I first appeared on this show at the beginning of my career back in 1999, and tonight I'm so excited to be here once again. I want to wish all of you and our troops happy holidays and a happy new year. The stage is set, we're ready to go, so let's get started. For the 76th time, it's Christmas in Rockefeller Center. And like the way the camera pans down just makes me crack the fuck up every time. <laughs> Sassy. And the ceremony just means so much to me. And then she says Rockefeller Center. Oh my instead god. Instead of Rockefeller does. Center. Yeah. Which And then they renamed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did. New engraving. They did. <laughs> means so much to me. So much to me. Oh. Good memory. Yeah. Um, no, I think we should go ahead with the album. I, I don't know if I have a specific memory. I mean, obviously seeing well, you her. seeing her live. Right. I, I guess the memory was just seeing her while you were yeah, so mad this is, outside <laughs> of the venue. Yeah, I'm in class at FITE, <laughs> staring out the window. God. Um, yeah, th- so I love that we both... I wish we were friends at this point. Can you time. imagine? Holy like, it's shit. crazy. Because it I had never yeah. seen her. I, I first saw her in with my own two actual eyes in my head at circus tour. So that's like the same. Yeah. Yeah. Same experience. Yeah. People can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. But the question is, have you subscribed? You can subscribe to it's Brittany bitch here on Apple podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify and where can you find us on social media? Where can they find you, Brad? Oh, if you want to follow me, uh, follow me at MewMews, M-U-U-M-U-S-E, on all social platforms. Lucky. I wish mine was all consistent. You can follow it's me not. on Twitter, at TKyleMac, or Instagram, T.Kyle, or YouTube, TKyleM. She was not consistent. And what's the OnlyFans? Oh, oh, um, (laughs) so kicking off circus is womanizer. The first track, which we've already deep dived a little bit into. We have, we've deep dove. And I also like the moment in for the record where she's recording it. She's got like her purse on the table. Oh yeah. She's just like superstar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, we, we love womanizer. It really did a lot of good things for her. Yeah, and gets a really good dance break in later years. Ooh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I would love to hear a studio version of. <sighs> yeah, seriously, 2018 remixed, please. But uh, track two, which we haven't really gone into yet, no. is the title track. Title track, circus. Like, like, it's like, like you know, it's like a circus. That interview. Th- that interview. Epic. So make sure to watch the Making of Circus uh, interview. The concept for the video Circus is basically about, you know, a circus. Which is the only time she ever addresses Blackout, like, on camera. Mm-hmm. Where she's just like, well, my last album was kind of dark. So this one... I have this on DVD. Yeah. This is also on I- um, Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, circus, the song. Also, like, couldn't be a more fitting title for the era. Perfect. Oh, can we also talk about the album cover? No, we haven't talked about we the haven't photo talked shoot about yet. It. Yeah. So if it makes sense to do it during circus. Yeah. Because it's like a circus. <laughs> um, like a circus. I was like, who is that at the beginning when it first premiered? Because it's like an oil painting. It is. I don't know how I feel about it. I 
love that it looks like an oil painting, not because... So I have a love for retouching. Yes, you do. And so I thought it it looked to me very much like... It, it, I mean, I was just... I almost just said... <laughs> it reminded me like a circus. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. no, you know those... Um, God, no, I'm going to say it. Like freak show-esque posters uh-huh. where yeah. they're very much surrealist. No, not surrealist. I never like illustrated fucking paid attention almost, in art history. Like, um, I went to art school and I don't know anything about anything. Doesn't know about the art. But I, I do know how to retouch though, but it felt very fantasy-esque. Oh, fantasy? For... <laughs> Circus fantasy. Oh God, I'm over. I can't. You are my canceled. vocabulary's canceled. I know what you mean, though. It is. Um, it's almost illustrated. It's yes. almost. Um, I could have just said that. Yeah, it is. It's true. Yeah, because I think a lot of those like, trading cards and posters mm-hmm. and freak show posters are yeah. a mix of illustration and Very photography, like and it was cool. Early uh, 1900s. Coney Island. Coney- sure. Ish. Um. Yeah. I guess it's just. It's so out of place when you look at all of her other images it's true like, weirdly but anything was better than that blackout cover at this point true true but that one certainly represented well i guess this one perfectly represents it too and we love the shoot the only issue i have with the, the cover is there's a thing on the dress by her one arm mm. that they really should have retouched out it's like a fold oh. on the arm yeah like in here it's just looks weird that was okay. my only issue with it very subtle detail. Interesting. I like the back one where she's in bed getting her cake. And I love the one on the tightrope. Tightrope's great. And also the photo Swing. that they used for the tour. Yes. Yeah, very, very, very stylized versus just no pictures being used for blackout, despite the blackout shoot being the best. This was like super over-the-top fanciful fantasy. Yeah. And I have a, it's somewhere in my closet, I have a promo photo poster Yeah, that even had like tickets that you could pull off. I think I remember When this. the album came out. Yeah. And I remember didn't, the, the deluxe copy had a fold out poster. Yeah. Was this the one with the, the crownish thing that she has on her head and she's on the this, this swing? Sort yeah. Of? Yeah. Yeah. We had some good shots from this for sure. They invested. They did. And it we got a lot expensive. of the behind the scenes in for the record. We did. Yeah. All serving looks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Circus, the song Circus, also one of my favorites from her, which not like top 10 or anything, but I like it. I like it a lot. It's top 10 for me, I think. Is it? Oh, I mean, it could be. It's because I feel like it's the the time that it came out. Yeah. The moment in her career that it came out. Plus, it's just, I think it describes her career. Yeah so well that and piece of me have a very similar vibe i think it's underrated for sure oh yeah um and the video is just the breakdown is so good the video is amazing francis lawrence slave for you comes back to do this one and it is expensive and expensive really classy and we get that bulgari earrings moment at the beginning oh yeah spawn con spawn con the house and then we have actual animals. No animals were harmed in the making of Circus, I think. No, I think it was, they were green screened in. And they were green screened in. So they I, were. It looks like if they were. They were actually in the wild and they just like posed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also another elephant in the room moment. Yeah. Um, great aerial work and all of that fun stuff. And the only 
bad thing that we've seen in for the record is like she was dancing a lot more in what actually made the cut oh yeah so it was kind of annoying the break the breakdown especially you were getting more glamour shots in that like top hat moment and stuff instead of the dance which she is clearly hitting like the sand really hard and stuff yeah i do remember in the making of and also for the record it seemed like there was more dancing yeah that for was sure an actual final product this is the the this really was the era where we kind of got used to the idea that that's not like the focus necessarily right it's who she is but it's not the main selling point but yeah circus we we stand forever we do because it's uh, and all eyes on me like a what <laughs> <laughs> so next up is the ballad the ballad one of the ballads one of the ballads out from under originally from the brats soundtrack yeah (laughs) i love out from under and i um (laughs) have very specific memories of me driving around alone in college crying to it because i had just broken up with my boyfriend for like the 30th time um this would not be the last time we broke up by the way but i remember that being like my sad song about it maybe i could live without when i'm out from under wow um i thought it's really pretty it is um, I really like the production on it and uh, she sounds good and it's one of her more uh, overlooked ballads I think because it's kind of um, I don't know almost like glossy like it's almost like it's very soft it's soft and it's like kind of like a very pop ballad it's not like as raw as every time right yeah and it never I mean obviously it was like not a single or anything so no no wasn't supposed to be. Right. Didn't make sense, really. And then we have the next track, Kill the Lights, which did get a music video. It, it did get Kim a Possible shaking. Kim Possible um, canceled immediately after that series finale. Um, Kill the Lights is really good. I don't think of it that often, but it's really good. It's fierce. She's saying some... She's talking smack. She is. In one ear and out the other. I don't like you. You don't like me. Ooh. If you're feeling froggy, leap was a, a lyric that caused a lot of debate among fans and people, like mainly asking, "What the fuck does that mean?" Right, which means if you want to fight, let's fight. Yeah, she. Um, I won't not fuck you up. I won't. She was Lana Del Spears, yeah, and she was ready to leap. She she added the media. I've heard people use that on reality shows now. Yeah, it's and it's I'm like, a oh, thing. Britney invented that. Yeah, Britney killed the lights. <laughs> Also, yeah. this video is so... She's Her cartoon is so cute in this. I admit, I, I can't say I've watched it more than once. Really? Yeah, I just... It doesn't so, have her. Well, she's a cartoon, though. Well... And she's really cute, and then she is like a robot, and she's yeah. fighting paparazzi robots. Right. And then there's these little, like, flop robots that are trying to dress like her. Oh, And they yeah, have, like, yeah. the Slave for You and the Oops Katsu. It's so weird. It makes absolutely no sense. And obviously wasn't... I don't know what audience they were targeting with this but you yeah me <laughs> but like it was her character was cute and yeah. they, they even did like one part where it was like the fierce britney eye yeah and but just oh like that's cartoon right form. right i think this was just digital exclusive it was it was website was they, they ran like a competition of some kind where you could vote for which song would get the video i think and I people want to like say or either that or they voted for like the artist it was a vote of some kind right um wow it's coming back to me now but yeah digital strategy digital strategy <laughs> um but a good song i really like how she sings in it mm-hmm. but uh it could be an interlude yeah 
literally kill the lights. Yeah. Anywho. Oh, and we didn't talk about the fact that in the beginning, uh, the announcement, uh, Pop Princess turned Queen of Pop. Oh. That's like the most memorable thing from the right. song. Um, which is a very bold statement, but we took it. We were like, sure. I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. It's official now. He said it. He said it. Oh, so good. And then the next track, we have one of my favorites, Shattered Glass. Yes. Brilliant. Sounds like a demo, but amazing. It just like cuts off. Oh, yeah. It does have a weird end. Oh, for sure. It's just like fully not finished. But I love that about it. Shattered Glass is so amazing and weird. It's very ominous Just going to haunt you in your dreams. A darker song. Has a little bit of a darker Yeah. Honestly, beat. probably could have been on Blackout. Yeah, actually. Um, probably just needed to be fleshed out a little bit more because at the end it just kind of sputters. But I kind of love that about it. It's just, it does feel unfinished to me. Like there was maybe some more that could have happened to it. I don't know though. It just kind of ends abruptly. It does. But we stand. I admittedly though, <clears throat> can't really hear the song without thinking of that one video edit I made. Oh no. I know. Which one? The one where Hillary won the nomination and it was Shattered Glass. Oh, and it like yeah. Blew up and it sounded like the beginning of Shattered Glass. Yeah. So I mixed it with everyone screaming and shaking and crying <laughs> in the convention to Shattered Glass. Right. Ruining yet another Britney song with... What do you mean ruining? Political propaganda. It was not ruining. Enhancing. It was enhancing. Li- literally, glass was being shattered. So... <laughs> God, but whatever. The song's good. Um, right along. The next song, la 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 la. la, la, la. Speaking of bad uh, memories, uh, yeah. Wait, why is it bad memory for you? Uh, <laughs> the the beginning of this song in Atlantic City, piece uh, of me, twenty eighteen, uh, when they're like la la, and like the whole audience, there was like, silent. There was us, and then maybe two other gays screaming it. Yeah. Oh, that was not our favorite. No. So if you seek Amy's next, which is brilliant. Brilliant. Do you see what she did there? If you seek Amy. Doesn't make any sense, does it? (laughs) Continued attacks on Fox News correspondents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Max Martin reunion, which is cool. Max tends to do really uh, slutty songs with her from this point on. We'll do three later on. In a year. But uh, yeah, If You Seek Amy is uh, about uh, being a uh, bisexual icon and all the girls and boys wanting you. It's true. And when it first came out, no one censored it. No. So she was essentially saying, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. On the radio. Yeah. And, and people I, were and singing I believe... it and had no idea what it was actually. I'm assuming that everyone listening to this knows what it is. But yeah. if you don't at this point. It's if you see K me. Get it? Doesn't make any sense. F U C K me. Fuck me. <laughs> if you see K me. Get it? Hear it? <laughs> I'm because for the longest time and no one did anything. That's and then true. I, f- I don't even know who noticed it. I also feel much like the fuck and do something, which is like, is it freak or fuck? Oh, it's totally fuck. I think they're absolutely saying, love me, fuck me at the end. Like, yeah. It's just layered. Yeah. And they so got away with it. They did. For a they, little bit. For a bit. They, um, yeah. Radio Rebels. It does not get great performances live. No, it gets awful performances live. We don't need the femme fatale nor the piece of me version of this. This like weird Marilyn Monroe paparazzi dress situation. Yeah, it was weird. 
just come up with a better concept for it. Because it got such a great video. Yes. And it's obviously such a brilliantly thought out play on words. Yes. And she's really serving looks in this video. She certainly is. Are we discussing it now or in 2009? We should probably save it. Well, no, we can talk about it now. We can talk about it now because I feel like... It's on the tip of our... Yeah, in 2000... Even though, obviously, these all came out, some of the singles were mostly 2009. Yeah. 2009 was really... Circus album singles and tour. And tour. Yeah, but the video for it was brilliant. It kind of was a play on what everyone's perception of Britney was as this, like, hedonistic whore um, who, like, was at home having orgies and all this stuff. Closing the blinds. Closing the blinds, wearing those Louboutins with the flowers on them that she previewed in, like, a twit pic, Mm -hmm. I remember. (laughs) God, my gayness. Um, And... The cool thing about it is that she comes out, she pretends in front of the media that she's like really a mom, just a cool mom. She just would never do that sort of thing. And um, the babies are dressed like like Britney. They are white picket fence. White picket fence. Well, at least the daughter is. I forget. Yeah, she has the baby one yeah, more the, time the pigtails. pigtails. Such a cute little nod. And a little fuck you to the media, just for good measure, because oh, yeah, she your ended, favorite part. She fully ended Megyn Kelly in this <laughs> music video. Megyn Kelly was canceled. Because she, I feel like, wasn't it? It was a real broadcast. It, yeah, it was a real broadcast of Megyn Kelly being like, if you <laughs> see K-me, doesn't make any sense, does it? If you seek Amy, doesn't make any sense, does it? They just completely redid it in the beginning yeah. of the music video and it's so good. And then I remember she responded to it afterwards. She did. I can't remember what she said. It, it, something positive. She was, I mean, you just got scalped by Britney Spears. Right. You better bow down. I mean, she's the type though. It's like fake, faking out. They were like, until getting attention. Right. Well, bring it on Britney. A while back, we took her to task on America's newsroom for some X rated lyrics in her new song. And now the queen of pop appears to be calling us out. Back in January, we put her song, If You Seek Amy, on the docket of Kelly's court after the Parents Television Council demanded that that song get restricted play. The title line, really just the F word, spelled out in disguise. And now comes the music video, starting and ending with clips from what looks very much like a carbon copy of America's Newsroom. Check out the anchor and the show name on the bottom right. Sound and look familiar roll it if you seek amy if you seek amy doesn't make any sense does it doesn't make any sense does it it's like it's like an mtv video whoever could they be referring to (laughs) who'd have thunk it what do you think did she take a shot at moi? Ooh. I think so. Bring it, Brittany. What was the, what was the, what was the tagline? Come on. What's the tagline? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we have invited Britney Spears to Does come it? on this program. Showdown. <laughs> that was kind of um, the, the big middle finger was like poking fun at everyone being so outraged at her for mm-hmm. doing anything. Um, yeah. And I also like the um, mini choreo we get of her like in the oh yeah living with the room begging with the, too, the begging too and i always that, think of that i love the static against her the lighting's really good it's yeah cool really cool it's not my favorite live but we do love the song next track 
Unusual You. Well, here we go. Thought by many to be one of her best. Yes. Criminally not served as a single. Should have been. Final single. Yeah, this would have been a good closing single. There was talk of it or even was released in Australia. And there was talk of a possible like black and white video of some kind. I don't know if I'm like diving into forum fantasies or what. But Unusual You is so perfect for Britney because she sounds like this weird angel throughout the song. The like effects on her voice, which there's fitting for her. And she's singing about meeting this somebody who's hasn't hurt her and how unusual that is, which is like devastating. Yeah. She's a boxer in the ring trying to defend herself. It's honestly, it's a, it's a beautiful haunting, dark, super haunting. electronic ballad mid tempo. ish. Yeah. It's such a strange combo yeah. of sounds, which is why I think I love it so much because I mean, you think classic Britney sound, mm-hmm. which I think womanizer was more of like a, a classic yeah. Britney but this one was just such a beautiful yeah and the lyrics were really telling and made sense definitely the the spiritual sister of every time where it's like this very vulnerable person but it's got a more hopeful message but it's like it comes from a very sad dark place and yeah you can like cry to it or dance to it there's like this throbbing beat that makes it either yeah which is really cool I think definitely a fan favorite, definitely one that needs more appreciation. Agreed. I think everyone would shake and freak the fuck out if she actually acknowledged it live. I know. She really should. She should. Because I, for the longest time, I thought about the song and I always thought of Blackout. Yeah. As, and then I was like, no, 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 it's not. It's it's Circus, but it... It has the darkness of it. The dark electronicness of a Blackout, which I loved that she kept on this album because I think a lot of people have always called this album more safe. Yeah. Which I have always disagreed with just because Same. it's like, it's actually very varied and weird. It would be killer with like a heaven on earth mashup or something. Oh, yes. But yeah, we definitely stand unusual you. And that's a lot of top tens for Britney fans for sure. Right. And then the next track we have, which is also a little weird blur, the spiritual sister to early morning. Yep. Hangover Anthem, um, but a little bit, appropriately, a little bit older than Early Morning. It's a little bit, like, woozy, and I am really shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like, she said that the first time, but this time it's a bit like, where the hell am I? Like, it's a little darker. What's interesting about this song is that the song itself is kind of empty, mm-hmm. lyrically, which yeah. makes perfect sense for Yeah, it's what like it a lot of electronic flourishes. Who are you? What we do is like terrible, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really good though as like the hangover anthem. Yeah. Very appropriate. Now that we're deep diving into circus, I'm realizing how much more varied it is. Yeah, everyone called it the safe album for like no real reason. I think it's because it's not wall-to-wall bangers like Blackout. So I think it was automatically seen as less but that's not the case. It's just like arguably more experimental. Like, yes, she, she like had that dance pop trend that she effectively started with blackout, but she's doing really cool, weird pop on this one. Well, speaking of weird, mm. the next track, <laughs> mm, poppy, mm, poppy is one of the weirdest. One ever. of her, you know, as a Latin icon, she's just always <laughs> serving us 
Um, Poppy is so good in such a weird way. She's really indulging in playing with her voice. And that makes us love it. Yeah. Like, you could tell she was just having fun with so this So fun in the studio. And we definitely enjoy the fact that she feels very free. And yeah, it would be the, the start of many um, Latin nods and maybe even one coming if it ever comes. I liked this song because there was a couple points in For the Record where you see her get flirty. Yeah. And I, because I mean, we always want her to just find we do. a good guy and be happy. Cause she's Sam so, never leave her. Well, yeah. And she's goofy and she's flirty. And then and it just feels like her. Yeah. Like, and then in that one, there's like the one scene from For the Record where she's trying to flirt with that one guy and you see her get super, super, super shy. Yeah. And she's like, well, my baby's father is like, everyone knows you're talking about Kevin. You can say Kevin. Right. It's so cute. She's so like weird. She was trying to get the, her manager to like give the guy his number. And I'm like, you're Britney Spears. Yeah. Like you, which was so cool to, I mean, not cool because she's shy, but it was insightful to see. It is. She literally, yeah. One of the quotes from that scene too, I thought was really, interesting like going out and doing stuff and like seeing a guy and hanging out the way i used to live i was a a pretty cool chick you know and i'm not really that way anymore but yeah she's being super fun and flirty on this song even though it's so weird yeah it's the soda pop of the album it is it's weird knee it's weird knee and the next up we have the song Mannequin, which we had heard before the album came out, which we didn't know secret in that rehearsal. secret rehearsal video. Yes. I stan Mannequin because it's so kind of icy and which is the point of the song. It's just like, you can't touch me. You can't feel me like robotic. And the breakdown, like it could have been a very dance heavy number. Wasn't it rumored that this was the lead single? I don't know. I mean, I guess it must have been if the timing... With the rehearsal video and everything. Right. I feel like for some reason, this was rumored to be the lead mm. single, which was why they were practicing it's possible. The, a, a routine for it and that it just got scrapped. And I've always envisioned a video for this. I always have like a picture in my mind of her like running through a mannequin factory. The concept for the video circus is basically about, you know, a circus. Because it kind of co- ties in with like original doll and that whole like concept that she has, which is like Mona Lisa. Right. Which is that there's like carbon copies and stuff. Yeah. And that she, and when people describe themselves as a mannequin, it means that they don't cry. And uh-huh. that they're, you know, in later videos that we would have seen in Work Bitch where they blow up all the mannequins. Yes. It's like, it's, there's a symbol to it. There is. That has been used before in her career. So. Yeah. We didn't get the full mannequin fantasy that we deserve. We did not, ever. We do get it on the circus tour for about three shows when she bedazzles a yellow tank top and wears a cop hat, I think. Yeah. And does this... Handography routine. Yes. Skinny, though. Skinny, but not iconic. Nope. The next track is Lace and Leather. Lace and Leather. A bop. It is a bop. Heels six inch, makes a boy want to bite his lips. This is a very Britney moment. Very Britney, very, um, for the Prince and Vanity fans out there, very Vanity Six, like super like slutty, funky, which is cool. 
Yeah, very red lips. I'm a bitch. Heels six inch. When you hair flip to this song, mm. it has like an oomph to it. it like does. there's a, which we do get in the on Femme Fatale. No, on the circus tour. No, what am I thinking of? Oh, you're thinking of Femme Fatale tour? Yeah, she jumps on the the shoulders of the guys. So Lace and Leather doesn't get a moment in circus tour. It will in Femme Fatale tour, but um, it's a really good like interlude kind of moment for a striptease. Also, I for some reason now when in retrospect i always think of that one commercial where she's like it was later years it was like the coles commercial where she's like i love lace and leather oh yeah and it just reminds me of it now because it's like it was such a coles it was such a bad commercial so bad it's like i love lace and leather and it was so goofy and i'm like no lace and leather is so fierce of a song (laughs) You should be like hair flipping in like she a good stiletto. A history of referencing her songs without realizing it. It's right. Tragedy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. It was like prerogative. I'm sorry. Did someone just say tragedy? Oh. Because the next track. <laughs> okay. I joke. Nothing is a tragedy. What um, are you about to say? So the next track is considered by many stands to be the worst song <laughs> Of her entire career, if not one of the worst songs in the history of Earth. Oh, my God. It is track 12, My Baby. My baby. My Bobby. Or as some may as know m- it most as... most know, Tiny Hands. Tiny Hands. Yes, that's you. Um, I think when you push through that first moment, I like the chorus... Also, there's one note where she does, where it's like, my baby, my baby. And you get like soul-ny. You do. Which I love. I think it's a very relaxing chorus. Um, <laughs> so funny because I played this and then my mom goes, I like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is... Um, this reminds me of one of those things that you put on top of a Bobie's crib mm-hmm. that spins... And it has like the sun and a yes. cloud and it's like her a square lullaby. and it just spins around and it goes like ding, ding, ding. Yes. My baby. It's um, her lullaby. She wrote it clearly uh, for her babies, for her bobies. It's not a bop <laughs> necessarily. No, but we can appreciate it for what it is. We can appreciate it for what it is. And the fact that she had turned around and written a song that she clearly cares about and that's why we are happy for her we are yes her ray of light oh god <laughs> well you know it doesn't last the tra- the tragedy does not no i don't know what i was saying with that the album picks back up it certainly does and we get <laughs> the song that has been on every single album <laughs> we get radar oh, radar again which has also become one of my favorite memes of all time. Have you had people in your life, loved ones or friends or acquaintances, tell you that the circus version is different than the blackout version? No. Um, I have had so many stands vigorously defend to me that there's a slight difference in like the beat of some kind. There absolutely is no difference. There is zero difference, but I have had... There's just, I talk to too many people. There's delusions abound. Anyway. No, they're the exact same song. It definitely sounds better on Circus because it's a single. <laughs> that, True. In that era. 
well, we still stand radar. We love radar horse. We, we love, love the radar, radar memes. Horse. This well, because this it, it was on blackout. It was. It was great, but it gets moments now because yeah. now it gets a video. Assumingly, it was contractually obligated in some sort of way with Bloodshine Avant to be a single, right? Because it wasn't even on the album. It's tacked on as a bonus, right? But gets a full video, full video, and gets full horse, a little performance moment in circus tour which we'll yeah discuss next episode yeah yeah this gives us radar horse who is a beloved another character icon you know somewhere (laughs) need is sitting on radar horse yes in montana frolicking yes they um they go together in britney's stan lore quite beautifully they do yeah we uh we still love radar (laughs) we do i mean it's a pop it is a pop just makes no sense why it's on this album but i do i there's a meme that is out there and whoever did this is brilliant and i wish i could find it because it's not easily findable Mm. but what they did was they recreated every single britney spears single cover using using yes the femme fatale bed photo yes which is also iconic we're going to talk about her Mm -hmm. in 2011 Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of character i i just want to get them all together don't you just want to like get need we, sh- we really and should banana and oh radar horse yes and the britney bed photo they're just like these coveted cherished iconic characters they are and um so they took every single single cover and they changed all the song titles to radar yep and put the femme fatale bed photo <laughs> yes and it's just like radar and it's like 50 versions of radar in <laughs> a square and it had to have taken so much time, yep. but it was so funny. It's really good. The fan obsession with Radar being added for a second time has truly kept us going. Yeah. And, and also I, someone made that an album. I think it was, was it before Glory came out or some, or Britney Jean? Yeah. And it was like Radar and they just did like all the, like the Radar horse mix and it was yeah. all these different remixes. Did, did you? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, I definitely I saw I've it. Definitely made radar jokes in my day. It was like Britney's most personal album ever. And yeah. It was just like radar. I think I did. It might have radar been. Radar Horse remix. Yep. Oh my god, it was so funny. Or maybe it was um Queen Nade. Yeah. She's really good at memes. Yeah. Or he, whoever it is that runs that account. Yeah, they promote radar a we lot. We need to find them and interview them. We do. This whole podcast and expose is their identity. To them. Well, I wish it was me and I could just reveal it, but right? it's not. <sighs> So lastly, speaking of bonus tracks, we've got two more on Circus. The Deluxe, yeah. The Deluxe Edition, which are fantastic. Mm. The first is Rock Me In. Yeah. Rock Me In. (laughs) Her uh, flirtation with rock music as an experimental artiste. Um, Super spacey. It reminds me of Space Jam. I don't know why. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's just super spacey. Yeah. Oh, she's not Space Jam, is she? Uh, who's no, that other that's rabbit? Roger Rabbit? Oh, who's uh, Bugs Bunny? But isn't there a girl one? Oh, yeah, um, don't expose me for not knowing. Babs, 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 funny queen of pop. Yep. Why uh, are we talking? Oh, because oh, it's like kind of like spacey. Space it's kind of like a bouncy spacey. Yeah. Yeah, this one does. This one reminds me of like flying in the air. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're in it, space it, it flying. Takes off. Yeah, it goes off. Yeah. Yeah. It's spacey rock. It is. Very ahead of its time. I love this one. And then lastly, we have phonography. Phonography is the one that 
I think people, I, I feel like true stands like die for phonography. Yeah. This one I felt like was definitely from blackout. Yeah. That felt like they finished it and put it on this one, which I loved. Well, the technology improved in a year and they were able right. to discuss Bluetooth. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a, it's a song about phone sex in various forms. She's got a star 69 for that ass. (laughs) (laughs) The lyrics are bananas. They're insane. This is back when phones still had buttons. This is, yeah, it's really wouldn't register with the teens these days. They wouldn't understand what they're talking about. It's uh, so fierce and deserves a performance and acknowledgement of some kind. It never will. Nope. But when we get the anti-knee tour, (laughs) she only performs. I would love that. Oh God, wouldn't we all? Never going to happen. But if she were to like do that, that would be right at the top of my list. Great song. A good album. And there are some other bonuses that didn't even make the deluxe actually, which um, is Trouble. Oh. Trouble. Because it was only iTunes exclusive. Right. Trouble. Trouble. Yes. And it like also sounded just like um, Get Together by Madonna. And somebody made a mashup. Not like in a stealing way, but in a this flows perfectly way. Beautiful song. Very deeply electronically layered dance floor. It's also very, very underrated because also nobody has heard it because it was an iTunes exclusive. Right. For some reason, I was thinking of that one as being a blackout demo that was just... I know, but it might as well be. Right. Trouble's really good, too. Yeah, and we also... Don't we get her doing this in For the Record? Yes. You see her singing it, which is why it made no sense that it wasn't on the actual album. Yeah, and we were so excited for it, too. What the fuck? Larry. I mean, I I suppose it was sort of um, the opposite argument is we were excited about it, so we bought it on iTunes to get it. Invented buying on iTunes. Invented buying on iTunes. I mean, that was the tactic back then was like, how do we get the deluxe edition sold? We put the best tracks there. True. Better tracks, you know? Bonus tracks for Circus especially are crazy. They're really good. There's also two other tracks that are not on Spotify, which is a disgrace. Disgusting. But there are two final, final tracks that are extra bonus tracks from Circus. Quicksand and Amnesia. Yep. These are also such great bonus tracks. Quicksand, of course, was uh, written by an up-and-comer named Stephanie Germanata, who unfortunately did not make it in the music industry, but uh, she... (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Oh, our subscriber count just went Subscri- from <laughs> four to zero. <laughs> yeah, this was um, this was like a huge highlight for Gaga. And when she was doing fame promo and everything, like they were bringing up Quicksand a lot mm-hmm. because she was a super stan of Britney and still is. And she it made her whole life to like have a a co write on a Britney album. So Quicksand, beyond just being a great great song, is kind of one of Gaga's first stepping stones into the music industry. Yeah. Like, Cause having, that was really, that year was where she really broke. Yeah. And, and everyone asked about having a co-write on a Britney Spears album. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're very grateful for the contribution from Lady Gaga, Allie, Joanne. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. We do go to your trattoria quite often actually oh yeah they have a really good chicken parm yeah we we've dined there several times not sponsored not sponsored joanne Tratoria sponsor us oh. <laughs> and then there's amnesia 
This one reminds me a lot of Gwen. Okay, I hear that. L-A-M-B era Gwen. Very fun, uh, punchy, sort of sing, sing-songy, hollaback girly, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a boyfriend. She has a rock on her finger that she forgets about. True. Uh, when she's standing next to Yeah-Oh. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, it's really like taunty and um, sassy and and uh, uh, she's a bad girl in it Where for sure. Where are those... Is that on Apple Music? Or is it only on CD? The CD version of Circus. Oh, Amnesia mm-hmm. is on the UK Japanese and digital edition as a bonus track. And also the... Yeah, that's it. Amnesia is kind of more hard to find, I would say. Yeah. Um, not for the UK. Sorry. And Japanese and digital. Yeah. Oh, they get all the best ones. They really do. As we've discussed. One thing also... Um, <clears throat> Controversially, we we should discuss Lace and Leather, produced by Dr. Luke. Oh. Is the introduction of Maya Marie. Oh. Yes. And as I'll discuss later, as I did have a sit down with her for sushi. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And he also did uh, Shattered Glass and also Circus and several of the songs on Circus. But anyway as she told me she basically he put a call out for session singers who could sing like britney she walked into the studio and had her sing a few lines of baby i think she said it was baby and he's like yeah it'll do just like do it for the day and so she provided background vocals wow and that was the beginning of the the maya marie connection to britney spears uh for those who completely don't know what that means maya is a singer who is featured as a background vocalist on every Britney album post-Circus, except Not Glory. Um, And her involvement on Britney Jean especially prompted quite a bit of controversy because of the amount of her involvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to... We're gonna get. We're gonna go there. We'll go there. In that that year, I think. Yes, we will. So that's uh, that's a little Maya for you. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, if we're going to talk about it, there were songs, song titles coming out at the time, like Candy from Strangers and all these potential, like, alleged blackout demos and things like that, that were Maya. They were Maya songs. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. um, There were a bunch of them. And they even faked um, an Erica Jane. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Erica Jane music video for Hold It Against Me. Yeah. Was uh, pretty messy. Pretty mess. Yeah. Yeah. It was fierce. She had songs on her MySpace, and in typical Britney fan troll fashion, shout out to Exhale, um, <laughs> people would claim that those are Britney songs. They're just fully not. Yeah. But uh, they, some of them, I'm sure, were considered as demos, maybe, possibly. Oh, I'm sure. Um, or they wanted to submit them. Yeah. For... But it kind of created a lot of confusion in the britney fandom and also just in general in the public because here is this person who sounded like her and if you're not a stan stan you're like this is her but it's right. not like how i play freaky by trisha paytas right and tell people that it's a britney song right might as well be but people listen to it and they're like <laughs> trisha oh my Marie. god yeah. this britney song is so good yeah well it's also a way for at this time for people to get 
press and attention because mm. real Britney songs were leaking. True. So you could leak something and be like, oh, this is a, I have these weird 30 second beats mm-hmm. that are just instrumental tracks that I remember leaking at the time. Right. And people saying that, oh, this is going to be Toy Soldier. Uh huh. I remember whatever. that. So it was like a time where you could get attention. Yeah. For just leaking. I think there was one girl. What, was it Ashley Breathe? Do you remember that name? Okay. It sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. Also one. There were, at this time, there were a lot of like... Uh, fake fans. Fake, fa- fake fans, session singers, and people um, coming for the original doll. Uh, oh, wow. I see what you did there. See what I did there? But uh, I think it created a lot of confusion. I think a lot of people are excited about songs that fully are not Britney songs too, like to this day. Right. But, you know... Well, maybe we'll dive deep into all of the unreleased Britney songs in a uh, special episode one day and we can Ooh. debunk what's real. There and what's are a not. lot. Yeah. If that's something you would like to see, tweet us. Tweet us or uh, leave snail emojis on Kyle's <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> tweet us the CD emoji. Yes, the CD emoji. That's probably more appropriate. I'm still getting a lot of lotus emojis. Oh, so I know. I feel very proud of that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much. And that's circus. It's like, that's, that was it's like, like a, a circus. circus. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, how would you describe this year? What's the, the knee? I have to really think about this one. Same. For me, I think the defining moment was GMA knee. No, I've got it. The defining knee of 2008 karate kidney that's a good one yeah uh for for those fake fans listening who don't know what that is that is a reference to one of her many quotes from for the record where she says she goes through life like a karate kid which couldn't be more of an accurate representation of what she's been going through and how she's resilient and kind of made us feel okay about that whole documentary right and wasn't that one of the final it was one of the final things it was meant to be a very serious answer and the question was something along the lines of like, how do you do it or how do you manage or something? Now I try to avoid situations from the past that may threaten me. How do you do that? I go through life like a karate kid. <laughs> and she laughs and she, she laughs. knows that she's being goofy. Yeah. And it was like this glimmer of life yeah that we've loved about her for so long totally she really chopped that yeah and like ever you hear everyone laughing in yep. the background yeah oh queen yeah i i want to because i know what i literally can think of a five second clip in for the record that for me sums up this era and i'm trying to put a word on it mm. and it's the scene when she's filming circus and the music builds up and it's the shot of her sideways with the fireworks. Yeah. And the fireworks drop. Fireworks knee. Yeah. is hot. Here we go. You know that fire you see behind an artist's eyes? Like to be on stage, that little light that shines in their eyes. It was missing. There was something that was missing because there was just so much real life stuff that was, you know, blinding that. And for the first time, I saw the fire again. (laughs) 
or even triumph triumphant knee that's how it feels yeah that's that moment and it's just this moment where the fireworks drop and she's standing there and you just see the silhouette the silhouette and everyone losing their mind and it just felt like the climax of this moment and i don't know that that to me sums up 2008 definitely a perfect way because it was like a triumph but also you got she had to work for it yeah And, and she she fought through it and she was resilient mm-hmm. and not just resilient, but also triumphed. Yes. Ugh. I mean that record, the, for the record documentary really kind of seals the deal for a lot of fans as far as like why we held on through the darkest of times. It's true. It's just like, that's our girl queen. I have it on DVD. Now I want to watch it. Yeah. Same. What a year. What a year. And uh, luckily she keeps the momentum going uh, with the releases that come from circus and the circus tour. Yes. So uh, join us next year as we enter the circus. Well, oh, this one's fun. This is a fun one. You will get to hear, I will insert in audio in the next episode. You will literally get to hear the first time I saw Britney Spears. This I've heard. You, oh, You'll hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, God. Yeah. So we will be discussing that next year. And as we like to say, I'll see you soon. See you soon. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like that was very long. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.